Folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Trainwreck Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Wake Jotkins, here with some guy, Steve, and Jordan Rosas. Week one of the NFL season is in the books. Next week, we will have a reaction podcast on Monday morning to kind of talk about the week that was. Just wasn't in the cards this week. I was over the great atmosphere, disappointing result. But you know what? That's just the way it goes. We'll announce the special guest we're going to have with us every Monday during our DFS show this Saturday. So stay tuned for that. But for now, we do have week two of the NFL season to talk about. We're going to go game by game, talk about all the players you need to know, even the ones you don't need to know about, starting with Thursday Night Football. And let me tell you, there are more players you do not need to know about than ones that you actually do. Um, I'm going to try to do this one quickly. It's a NFC beast matchup between the Giants and the Washington football team. And outside of Antonio Gibson, who you drafted maybe as early as the first round, Saquon Barkley, who could be disappointing, McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Kenny Galladay. Is there anyone at all even worth thinking about starting between these two teams? I like Sterling Shepard. I think he showed that he could be the legitimate number one receiving option for the Giants last week. He had a huge week over 100 yards scored as well. I think Sterling Shepard could be, it looks like he has the most chemistry with Daniel Jones already, and that makes sense because Galladay's a new face, so you know, you have a few games to go through the motions. I would play Sterling Shepard. I I. Thank you. He's a solid flex option this week. Could be. Could be. Jordan, do you do you find any value in Sterling Shepard this week like Steve? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a, he's a good receiver and maybe not a great one, though. And I think with the issues they're having with their run game, they are going to have to lean on the pass a bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's, he's a good candidate to produce. Um, I don't necessarily love him, but, you know, if you're, if you're a little thin and wide receiver – He's definitely a playable option. Um, yep. One guy that I like this week is Taylor Heineke. If you're looking for a quarterback, yeah, okay. maybe you're, you know, maybe you waited on quarterbacks and you're looking at your guy doesn't have, don't love the matchup. This is a guy who was dancing all over Tampa Bay last uh, last year in the playoffs. Didn't get the win, but he did pick up a lot of yardage um, on the ground. He's and mobile, if you're yeah. playing a fantasy quarterback, we love that kind of yardage. Mm-hmm. I was, I gave you Tyler. I mean, uh, to Rod Taylor last week, I told you. If you, you had Justin right. Herbert sit up, where it's due, you were take, right. Take to Rod. I think Taylor Heineke is that guy this week. Again, mm-hmm. don't drop anybody huge for him. But if you're not mm-hmm. loving your quarterback for this week, mm-hmm. take Tyler. Take a flyer on Heineke this week. Yeah, no, Heineke's not bad, and, and Sterling Shepard. He does have a good matchup that Keenan Allen exploited pretty pretty harshly yeah. last week against the football team. Uh, and he does do a lot of his work in the slot, and slot targets are the most valuable targets in all of fantasy football. So, you know, the, the Sterling Shepard uh, call definitely a deep cut, but a good one. But guys like Diami Brown, Darius Slayton, Kyle Rudolph, just n- nothing worth really even sniffing there. Uh, we'll Unless you're playing DFS Showdown, <laughs> that's the only lineup I'm putting them in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm staying away from DFS. I bet the over or I bet the under tonight. It's 40 and a half, and I still bet the under. And I wow. bet uh, the football team uh, taking the spread. I don't don't love much else about this game tonight. Won't even be why I'll be watching Big Brother instead of Thursday night football tonight. <laughs> I can't lie. Uh, moving on, Cincinnati at Chicago. Uh, you know the Bears kind of were exactly what we expected them to be. David Montgomery did look better than mm-hmm. what I expected to. Uh, in week one, especially against a good Rams defense. David Montgomery, Allen Robinson on the Bears side of the football. Cole Komet actually is top 10, I believe, in the NFL in targets for tight ends. Actually, I believe he had seven last week, came away with five or four catches or so. So so clearly they do have want to put an emphasis on getting him the ball. 
Um, on the Bears side of the football, though, it's hard for me to look past those top three options, though. I can't imagine starting anybody else. <sighs> Even against the bad Bengals defense. I mean, I, Darnell Mooney could be a fun guy. Yeah, I, that's the guy fun. I'd bring up. I could talk myself into Darnell Mooney. I believe he had seven targets last week, which was second to Robinson. And, and I think Mooney will get a lot of looks, especially the Bengals have a bad secondary. And I expect this game to be decently high scoring. But it, once again, you're trusting Andy Dalton and a Matt Nagy offense and i just don't want to do that i think the safer play is just alan robinson david montgomery just play him don't touch any other bears mm -hmm. yeah jordan bears side of the football what do you like what do you hate yeah i mean this game is a little tough because it's so early in the season and i think that chicago really underperformed last week while cincinnati overperformed last week so it's tough to tell exactly how those matchups are going to work out I have a feeling that some, you know, kind of third string player is going to go off. I just don't know who that's going to be. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it right. could be a, you know, number two guy like Mooney has a big week. He could also get shut down though. You know, so there's nobody that I feel confident between their ceiling and the risk to, to really advise you other than just play the normal guys. Like you said, Montgomery Robinson. Mm -hmm. um, if you got Jamar chase, he did really well last week. So oh. I keep him in lineups. Yeah. I'm um, telling you. Well, I'll, yeah, let, I'll, let Steve, I'll let Steve uh, brag on that one a bit. Yeah, go for it. Go for it, Steve. Go off. This is the whole thing of just not reacting to the preseason or not reacting to what everyone expects, what the targets are going to be. And or not who's reacting be to the like Florio. One through three. And, and the big thing with Jamar Chase is, yes, he sat out a year of football. He was going to be rusty, but we watched what he did in LSU with Burrow. They already had the chemistry. And week one, he led the team in targets. Jamar Chase, I think, is going to be matchup proof soon. He yeah. is, in my mind, one of the best wide receivers in a dynasty format. And I really think that he is the number one option for the Bengals. It's not T Higgins. It's not Tyler Boyd. Yes, they're both solid receivers, but I liked a lot what I saw from Jamar Chase in week one. And I think it's only, he's only going to go up from here as the season goes on. Mm -hmm. Actually, I one more thing I do want to mention go ahead. is uh, yeah. Joe Mixon really impressed me, and because yeah. oh, I look, I oh, I got a, I got a trade to tell you that I pulled off during the draft about <laughs> Joe Mixon. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, so because Darrell Henderson, who I think is a serviceable RB two type caliber guy, because he was successful against the Chicago defense, yeah, I think that Joe Mixon has a really good chance to, to really day. go off. And uh, I was somebody I was low on him in the draft because I really did not trust the Cincinnati O line. They made mm -hmm. some adjustments. I didn't think it was enough. But like I wrote in my article, they are finding ways to be successful. So, you know, as long as as long as they're being successful, you know, we'll keep playing those hot hands. Yeah, and no, I love Joe Mixon. And the, the trade I pulled off, so my friend Eric in, in one of our home leagues, he loves trading during the drafts. And he moved back five spots in the second round, or moved up five spots, got DeAndre Hopkins in that spot. And then at the end of the second round, I got Joe Mixon. And then in the late round swaps, I got Daryl Henderson, and he got Leonard Fournette. And I love the way that that trade <laughs> is shaken out already. Nice. Like, we were sitting next to each other at the Bills game, and he just kept pointing, hey, look, D-Hop's got two touchdowns. Who won the trade? <laughs> you know what? Wait till the end of the week. Wake won the trade, baby. Wake won the trade. I love I love Joe Mixon this week. He 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 is you know off the field stuff aside. People hate him as a human being sometimes. We're not going to talk about that. He's a fantastic football player. He's a very good running back on a team where there's just going to be so many opportunities for points because of how bad that defense is. 
And the biggest thing about Joe Mixon for me, 33 touches in week one. That's that a lot. Is, that is in the territory with those workhorse round the one, early four. round one backs. And mm-hmm. maybe Joe Mixon, he may not have 100, you know, 30 rushing yards per week. He had, you know, a couple targets in the receiving game. But Joe Mixon, if he gets thir- close to 30 touches a week, he's – He's a must start every single Absolutely. week, and he already oh. is. But he can he jump up into the like top five running back territory with that kind of workload. Thirty three touches in week one. As mm-hmm. whoever drafted Joe Mixon, they must love that because there's no Gio Bernard, and what mm-hmm. P Ryan's not going to do anything. It's Mixon's right. backfield. He's going to be the bell cow workhorse back, and we That's saw that week one. Yeah, no, he will be. I I I was shocked that he wasn't a first round pick this year. To be completely honest. There's no competition for touches in that backfield. Next year, he'll probably be a first-round pick. There will be competition for touches, and he might disappoint as a first-round pick next year, which is just a little unfortunate to say. Um, But my two cents on the wide receivers here, I mean, you know, Jamar Chase, he just – he embarrassed Brashad Breland and he's he's not he's not a scrub cornerback. He's not at all. He was on the Chiefs last year and he was one of their better corners for most of the year. Uh and and you know the Vikings brought him in to kind of revamp that secondary, have him kind of be not a cornerstone piece, but you know, a foundational piece of rebuilding the secondary to get back to what it was. Uh and you know, Jamar Chase just embarrassed him sometimes. He doesn't have the best matchup on the field. I think Tyler Boyd does again, a slot receiver. Uh, having the best matchup uh, kind of for the second game in a row that we've talked about. Um, so so I do like Boyd as well. You're probably not going to have to decide between starting these three receivers. Basically, if you have any of them, you're starting them this week uh, as a solid wide receiver three at the very worst, um, in my opinion. Uh, moving forward, Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns. Jordan, are you going back to Tyrod this week with, with Houston? So – I'm I'm expecting regression from Tyrod. I think he's startable, but don't he's the quarterback of the Texans going up against an actual NFL team now. And we <laughs> saw last week that the Browns, I mean, they scored I think it was three straight touchdowns on their first three possessions. Yeah. If they get out of the gates like that, I don't Again, we saw a great Tyrod. We saw Tyrod play the best he can be. We saw and, him actually like make, taking risks, which is just un, yeah. un, you know unfathomable. Right, but the reason that Josh Allen's the quarterback for the Bills now and not Tyrod, even though he ended the playoff drought, is that he shuts down. You saw what he's capable of, but he's so frustrating because he doesn't always do the things he's capable of. There's going to be times where he doesn't pull the trigger, and I think this is going to be one of those games. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm fading him. I mean, if you need somebody, he is going to get you something with his legs. But, again, I liked him against Jacksonville because I didn't think the Jags could keep could put a lot of points on the board. The Browns mm-hmm. can, which means they're going to have to go away from the run. They're going to want to throw the ball. Tyrod doesn't like to um, turn the ball over. There's going to be short passes. I'm thinking a lot of three and outs. So I don't really Probably. love him so much this week. And, you know, going off of that, moving to the running backs in Houston, you know, we kind of saw exactly who was used for what. It was actually very clear that two of them are running backs and two of them are pass catching running backs right now uh meaning uh mark ingram and rex burkhead are kind of you know the actual runners sometimes and then philip Lindsay and david johnson are more or no i'm sorry mark ingram and philip Lindsay are more the traditional running backs yeah. david johnson and rex burkhead are catching passes that being said i would only touch david johnson in this backfield this week 
I'm, I'm not touching any part of this backfield. I'm not <laughs> touching any part of the Texans besides probably Brandon Cooks just because I, Cooks showed me that he, he can be the number one option. It's just a matter of health. The mm -hmm. whole thing with the Texans, they went from playing the Jaguars defense, which I said I think is one of the worst it's defenses, if not the worst defense in, in football. Yeah. And now you're playing the Browns defense, who, yes, I know they give up a lot of points, but it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs will shred any defense. The Browns defense is a top five defense in my mind. They have and a it doesn't great help secondary. that you gave up the ball because your punter dropped it in the right. red zone. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right. too, is that a lot of those points came late. Yeah. Cleveland was beating the brakes off the Chiefs oh, yeah. for that game. Mm -hmm. And I don't – like I wrote in my article, if you read it, the Chiefs are one, are, might be the only team in the league that can orchestrate that kind of – fourth quarter comeback i don't see the texans pulling that off so like you said right I, i'm fading all the backs in the Texans. yeah um mm -hmm. with the texans because mark ingram yeah he got 26 touches i think it was yeah but he averaged like, like 3.2 3.3 yards per carry i mean this guy had a 26 touches and 85 yards that's it that is horrible right. efficiency yeah those numbers are huge because the texans were up but i don't expect them to lead in many games which means they're gonna have to go away from the run so I would fade every Texans running back this week. And not only this week, but I think going forward, I think the Texans backfield is going to be one of those backfields where it's just the hot hand each week. I really don't think there's a legitimate like top back in this backfield. I think they're not just going to switch them in. Whoever they think is doing well that week or is working, that's who they're using. I don't want any of them on my team. I don't want to have any part of them. Like I said, this week, the only like guy I like from the Texans is Cooks. Yeah. But even if I could get Cooks out of the lineup, you may have some garbage time potential with Cooks, maybe Amendola. But mm -hmm. I just think the Browns route the Texans. I don't want any part of the Texans this week. My Speaking only running backs, though, I do have yeah. to say, if you have Cleveland running backs, lock them in your lineup. I think oh, there's oh, a yeah. great chance that both, of the, both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are over – 100 yards. Both of them could have 100 oh, yards yeah. in the touchdown. I know Wake was high on both of these guys in the draft, so I'll let them yes, go sir. off. But oh my god, no, you're right. That point in. <laughs> I got I got Cream Hunt stupid late in so many drafts this year. I'm talking like seventh, sometimes eighth round, and people are like, "Oh, he's the number two running back." But as I said in the offseason on this show, he's weapon number two on that offense. He gets more touches than Jarvis Landry. He gets more touches than OBJ when healthy. He gets more touches than both of their tight ends combined. And they don't and have OBJ's anyone expected to miss this week, too. He is expected to miss yeah. this week, too. So, so boost up to Jarvis Landry. He did get some design carries. He caught all of his targets last week. Do like him as well. And I wasn't big on him in the draft process. But you know what? Credit to Jarvis Lander. He is going to be a flex valuable wide receiver pretty much every game this year, especially if Odell Beckham Jr. is not playing. Um, but I, I even kind of like that Anthony Schwartz guy, the rookie that that kind of he kind of splashed okay. a little bit last week. He had what five targets, three catches, something like that. Yep. Um, you know, he he's relatively solid. Um, so so you know, if you're in a deep league, 14, 12 person league, and you're struggling for a flex, if you're in a guillotine league and you need someone to plug in, maybe you missed out on all the big guys that you were bidding for. You could do a lot worse than Anthony Schwartz going up against the Texans defense. And one guy, too, especially at a position that's very weak, I don't mind streaming David Njoku this week. He, he jumped up to the number two tight end on the depth chart and snap count, and he was used as their vertical threat with Odell not there. Especially yeah. if Odell doesn't play this week, he could have a lot of big play potential because the Texans linebackers, not very good. The Texans secondary, not very good. And he's used as a vertical threat. Tight ends a wasteland this year. Mm -hmm. He's probably still available in – a lot of fantasy leagues. If you need the help, I would definitely look into streaming Najoku against the yeah. Texans. Yeah, and and you know, Jordan, you passed me it off to the running backs, and I completely passed over them to talk about stupid ass Jarvis Landry. <laughs> but you know, Kareem Hunt, Playing he's balls. got. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he is a he basically is a running back to be honest. But you they, know, Kareem Hunt, he's got 12 touchdowns in his last 16 games, and like it's just they're they they operate a running back by committee like no one else in the entire NFL yeah, right. more efficiently than anybody could. Uh, Jordan, I'll get you, I'll let you get the last words in here about the Cleveland offense before we move on to the next. Oh game. yeah, no, I was just gonna say I know we disagreed a bit when you said that uh, they would finish as top 12 backs, but I absolutely think they have a great chance of doing that this week. Love that, love that. See, see, th- th- this show, like, the show is all about us debating with each other, so we can have better ideas. And right. when we debate in real time, that's when good ideas come from. So I love that. Uh, now we're gonna go to a team near and dear to Steve's heart. Not the Bills. They'll be the next one. Los Angeles Rams going to Indianapolis. I see this one to be a relatively low-scoring game. I don't really love anyone from Indianapolis myself. Of course, you're gonna start Jonathan Taylor. Of course, you're going to maybe start Naeem Hines maybe um but i just there's especially with all the guys missing on indianapolis quentin nelson might be out this game uh you know steve i'm sure you're a little more tuned into what's going on for this game since you're a rams fan so what do you what, how are you diagnosing this one for the Colts so, offense I'll, I'll look at the colts first and the whole thing with the colts is you have to try to play the receiving chorus who's ramsey gonna follow and i don't really think he's gonna follow any of the receivers i think he's gonna stay Michael on his Pittman, side of the field Mike. That's the whole thing there, right? It, it Pittman didn't really show too much week one. A lot of it was because Carson Wentz didn't play too great. Yeah. If I had to take a chance on one, it would be Pittman. I'm avoiding all Colts receivers, kind of how I've been with the Bears last week. You know, Allen Robinson did not have a great week. Why? As he was said. facing the yeah. Rams secondary. I just think it just seems right as long as the Rams secondary is healthy. Because it's not just Jalen Ramsey. Fuller is very good. Darius Williams yeah. is very good. Rap is very good. They have a very good overall secondary. I just want to avoid the opponent's receiving core unless it's a guy who's matchup proof and Breaking news, the Colts don't have anyone who's matchup proof. No. Yeah, I know a lot of us a lot of us um were kind of high on Pittman in the draft, especially for yes. dynasty leagues. We were like, take him, mm-hmm. but it was all upside. It was it all was upside. Because the potential is there, but he has not broken out. Carson Wentz is still gonna be banged up, which means they're probably not gonna lean on the pass a lot. I have Jonathan Taylor down as somebody I love this week. Yeah. But again, if you drafted Jonathan Taylor, you probably spent a first round pick on him. So you Benching him is really probably not even an option for you to begin with. I just think he's probably going to have a big week because David Montgomery did pretty well last week. And David Montgomery, I think, is a good benchmark back because he's not a great running back, but he's capable of playing great. And I think he's the, you're sort of your textbook like kind of average back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, one week's a small sample size. But um, I will say if you got the Rams, D, I would – absolutely start them this week i think that they, if you drafted them and you're not starting them what the hell are you doing they're yeah. gonna be fantastic <laughs> yeah. by proxy the colts d i'm backing off um i know so. i was not as high on matt stafford as a lot of people were but i will say you know i'm happy to admit when i'm wrong it's still early <laughs> in the season but through one week which i said in my article um <laughs> the rams look legit did you write an article jordan <laughs> no, it's a good one though. He put out his power rankings for uh, after week yeah. one of the NFL season, and that is a must read. Go check that out at trainwrecksports.com. Go off, Jordan. Um, the other f- people I'm going to say talk about is the Rams receivers a little bit. I'm not fading them. I have have sort of like a middle tier of like these guys that okay. I'm not really excited either way about, and that's kind of how I feel about the Rams receivers. Um, I talked about in the offseason how I thought Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are still pretty much interchangeable, and I thought that they were being drafted way too far apart, and we saw that in yeah. week one. Cooper Cup was getting all the looks. Robert Woods was not getting as much work. He did get a touchdown, which, you know, 
if you're a Robert Woods owner in fantasy like myself, uh, you know, kind of salvage things for you. But going up against this Colts defense, I think that they might be they might be running the football a bit more. And the other thing too is Van Jefferson's getting involved. Matt Stafford yeah. is spreading the ball out more than Jared Goff did. So right. there's more mouths that are getting fed. So it's not necessarily just Robert Woods and Cooper Cup anymore. So I would say, mm-hmm. especially for this week, I don't think they're going to need to pass the ball quite as much. I'd fade those Rams uh, receivers just a little bit. Yeah, I think Robert Woods is a good one. I think, you know, he has a very good matchup. I believe he should be seeing a bit of Rakiasen, who is not the best uh, mm-hmm. player in the Colts secondary. So I do like Robert Woods. I mean, Cup, you're obviously going to start just because he is yeah. Cooper Cup. Uh, but I don't know if I would go gold digging past that. Of course, no. I would I would do Tyler Higby because he will oh. be a tight end one at the end of the season. Yeah, he absolutely will yeah. be. There's no doubt in my mind. If you drafted him in the 10th or 11th round, like where he was going, you found gold. You really it, did. That was one of what I was going to say, Wake. That was one of the best signs from week one is Matt Stafford loves to use the tight end, and he showed that week one with Higby, and Higby looked great. And now you have a quarterback who's better under pressure, who's better on the run. I think it's really going to help Higby's value. But to your point, yeah, besides Higby, Woods, Cup, I don't want to take a chance on Van Jefferson yet. It's not that I don't like him. He had, he had a great catch, but it was one big play, and I know they're going to swap him to Sean Jackson for owners of either when to plug them in. So right now, I think it's pretty simple for the Rams. You have the two, Cup and Woods. Cup, who looked phenomenal week one, and then Higby is the tight end. But there's no need. If you got Van Jefferson on waivers, that's fine. Keep him on your bench this week. Yeah, exactly. Um, Moving on, game five of this slate. Uh, full PPR start at least three one start three at least one wide receiver Damian Harris Devonte Smith DJ Moore Elijah Mitchell Tyson Williams. Um, That's if I'm going at least one wide receiver, I'm going Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith, yeah, and probably the four, probably the three running backs. To be completely honest with you, I don't know how much I love DJ oh. Moore against the New Orleans secondary. I- I, I, I think it's I think it's Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, and Tyson Williams. Damian Harris fumbled late last week. I was, to okay, yeah. sealed the loss against the Dolphins. What do we know about Bill Belichick when a running back fumbles? Their workload gets decreased dramatically the next That's couple true. of weeks. I That's am true. benching Damian Harris in all the leagues I have him just because I'm terrified that Belichick's just not going to play him. Devonta Smith looked incredible week one. DJ Moore, he's a guy that, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say he's matchup proof, but he's someone I want in my lineup almost every single week. Mm-hmm. And Tyson Williams looked pretty good looked in week good. one. I know he had just a couple big runs and the rest was meh, but the Chiefs run defense isn't very great. And if you expect the Ravens to stay in this game, I don't think Baltimore in week two is going to have Murray jump Tyson in terms of workload. So I'm comfortable starting him. Elijah Mitchell, great waiver pickup. I'm going to pump the brakes, though, on – I'll talk about that in the 40 Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into Elijah Mitchell. Talk right to, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would, uh, then, go ahead, Jordan, real quick. Yeah, Damian Smith is tough because everything Steve mentioned is accurate. I was – Damian I Harris or Devonta I, Smith? Damian Harris. Okay. Um, I, I agree with Devonta Smith. That, Devonta Smith is the, yeah. is the guy that should be starting. If you need at least one receiver, put him in the wide receiver spot. That yeah. should be – said it and forget it for Damian Harris I was I, know I was the lowest on Patriots running backs um but they did trade away Sony Michelle so there's one less one less big name guy one less there. lonely girl they are playing against the Jets so there should be plenty of opportunity to run the football mm-hmm. but again Bill Belichick is very inconsistent especially <laughs> yeah, with exactly. coming off a fumble it's right. tough to trust DJ Moore I think is solid um yeah. 
I think he's probably the most consistent of all these guys. Elijah Mitchell we'll get into later because that's a very – it's tough to get a gauge mm -hmm. on that. And we as did have another comment asking about uh, about Brandon Ayuk, and we will talk no. about him when we get to the 49ers don't as well. Him. Don't, don't cut him. Don't cut him. Don't cut him, but I that, bench him. Yeah, don't cut but bench. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up, Bills, Dolphins. Josh Allen revenge game. Josh Allen's pissed off. He's gonna he's gonna go off like on God. Like don't bench Josh Allen because of what no. he did in week one. No, no, I don't no. know. People are talking about regression after one week. Stop, he had stop. a very, very similar game to what he did last year in Pittsburgh, and his average depth of target was 25% lower than that game last year, too. That's Brian Dable. That's Josh not making the right reads. They'll get better. The offensive line will get better. It's also important. Don't worry about Josh. The Josh barely played in the preseason. Like exactly two camps of Bills fans of people that were like, Josh needs preseason uh, reps. And other people were like, put him in bubble wrap. Don't even let him outside. They don't even want him to see the sun. I don't want him to get a sunburn even. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was kind of like, let's, let's get the guy, get, get a little bit of reps. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big, I'm kind of a big proponent of, I think you have to earn your preseason time off. I think there were a lot of players that I think were a little too young to be just totally held out of the preseason. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is, you know, I, a lot of people say, oh, he looks like 2019 Josh. Okay, let's go ahead and take a look at 2019 Josh's performance against the Dolphins because he generally did pretty well. Yeah. He owns that city. Let's he owns Miami. Yeah, Even five if and one. Even if a step back, Josh yeah. has done pretty well in Miami. And a step again, back against Miami is still over 300 yards. <laughs> right, exactly. And yeah. if you look back last year, Josh had bad games. He was horrible against the Titans. He got outplayed by the Chiefs twice. Yeah. But he rarely – he rarely repeats bad performances. Never. You know what they saw? We saw the press conference earlier. And, of course, we're spending more time on the Bills here because, you know, we're obviously in Buffalo. Um, you know, they, they, they said, you know, you don't lose, you learn. And that's that's the mindset that they're all taking into this week. So, you know, you're still starting Josh. You're starting Stephon Diggs. You can probably start Cole Beasley. Oh, I would, yeah. And, and, you know, I would say maybe, targets for Beasley. 13, <laughs> yeah. I would say maybe pump the brakes on, um, on Devin Singletary. He could be a flex option. There are better ones out there. Um, and, you know, I'll say it. Dawson Knox is a streaming tight end at worst this week. He caught all of his targets last week. He looked better. He looked better as a blocker. He looks like he's going to earn more opportunities there. They didn't keep Jacob Hollister for a reason. Um, so so more or less that, that that sums up the Bills side of the football. But for the Miami Dolphins, oh, Real quick, Steve, go quick. ahead. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders or Gabe Davis, who would you rather start if you had to? I would to? rather start Gabe Davis. Okay. Yeah, 100%. It seemed like there was a little – Josh and Emmanuel were a little bit off this week. Um, yep. so, so I would definitely prefer Sanders over Davis. Davis also has another whole year in the system, and Davis was the, the lone uh, end zone target in that game for True. Josh Allen. Uh, so I do like him a little bit more. Davis over um, Sanders is what you're saying. Yeah. Davis over Sanders. Yeah. yeah. And, and Colin's commenting, Davis does have an injury right now. Looks like he will be playing, though. Uh, Sanders also came out of that game a little banged up, so they're both kind of in the same boat a little bit. Now, Sanders if, did, Sanders did if, say he was held out of practice, but he said it was right. just a, a vet rest day. So Yeah, exactly. And, and Gabe Davis was right. limited in practice, as Colin, who was on the crowd of this podcast last night, is also yeah. commenting in. And if either one's out, then I would just play the other one. Exactly. If either one's right. out, I think even though Miami has a pretty good pass defense, like I said, Josh Allen owns Miami. Bills clearly just want to pass the ball this year. They don't really want to run. Kind of like last year, so I think you can get away with yeah. being able to start, you know, all three receivers. Yep. Now, when Gabe and Emmanuel Sanders are both in there, which I expect them to be, that's when it makes it tougher. 
I will say, Colin, we're I not would... inviting you on. I'm not inviting you on, Colin. <laughs> I already got you on one show this week. That's your quota. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll get you on. He did put up the most points in the train wreck league, and I talked a lot of shit to him about it. So Victory maybe... lap after week one, though, Colin. Come on now, be better. Yeah, who who are you? The Miami Dolphins. Who we will yeah, be right. talking about next. Uh, Actually, I do want to say. Yeah, I was, I was you just about to say Miles Gaskin. I was just going to say I would sit every single running back in this game. There's not a single back in this Bills Dolphins game that I would play this week. Um, the Bills, you know, I just I don't think they there's a single running back that they lean on enough to have fantasy value. And no. with the Dolphins, I like Gaskin. I think he's right on the verge of potentially creeping into RB two category territory but against not against defense, the Bills. i just don't see it happening Najee didn't do it gaskin won't exactly. do it either the only players there are two players on miami side of the football that i'm going to be okay maybe three will fuller because it's his first game don't know what to expect mm-hmm. could be a flex flyer mm-hmm. if you need it i don't love it but it could be we saw levi he looked not bad but not good so and he was targeted almost twice as much as any other bills corner they'll be targeting him a lot no matter who's on that side of the field Trey probably won't be shadowing anyone in particular. If he is, he's probably going to shadow Jalen Waddle. Even so, I do like Jalen Waddle this week. He looked fantastic last week against a well-coached uh, New England secondary, even without Stephon Gilmore. I love him this week, too. And Mike Gusecki, we all know how he does against the Bills, even if it's in garbage. <laughs> he puts up numbers. He does. That's just what happens. Oh, don't sleep on Devontae Parker, though. I'm gonna sleep on Devontae Parker yeah. every fucking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use him. Devontae Parker as a bed sheet. I'm gonna sleep on him so much. <laughs> I I will say I might disagree with both you guys because I I was the low guy on Gaskin. Don't get me wrong, but I actually think I think the Bills get up to a pretty big lead here, and Gaskin is that check down running back. He had five targets, five receptions in Week One, and we saw from Week One that Tua still isn't throwing the ball down the field. I don't know why. Unless he missed my scheme. Yeah. But it's just it, – it's a lot of dump-offs. I think if the Bills bounce back, which I expect them to do, and be up early, Gaskin could get you six to eight targets. And as a flex option, as a guy oh, yeah. who could be the lead back as well, should be, because we didn't really see anything out of the any of the Miami backs, so there's no need for him to get jumped right now. I don't like him year-long. But this week, I don't hate Miles Gaskin to have maybe around like 15 fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, you're banking on game script. And I mean, game script is what you do have to take into account. It's like, yes. it's like you know, we, we, we kind of liked, we all, even me, like, you know, we all kind of liked DeAndre Swift last week because he is a pass catching back, figured that the Lions would get down early big. They did. DeAndre Swift lit it up in the passing oh, game yeah. and on the ground, actually. Um, so, so do love that call. Um, we are already at the 30-minute mark, and we have 11 more games to get to. Let's so we're going to go through quick here. <laughs> uh, next up, another uh, AFC East matchup. Patriots, New York Jets, and the commenter EJ has a trade that he wants us to comment on. But we're gonna, we'll, you know, EJ, if you're still watching, we'll put uh, tweet at us on Twitter at TWS Fantasy. We'll talk about it on there so that we can get you, uh, so we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, but Patriots, Jets, Corey Davis, and that's it for the Jets. Isn't Tony that it for this game? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I like Jacoby Myers just a little, <sighs> little bit, just a little bit. I'll show you just my. A, um... My love, hey, let's see if I can get it here. This is my love. Yeah. I know this. The Pats defense. That's it. That's it. That's the only only thing in that game that I actually really like. I I have Mac Jones as a mid-tier thing. Yeah, as a guillotine Um, or streamer. If you're desperate, desperate. He wasn't. I don't think that Mac Jones was the reason that New England lost last. No, no, it was Damian Harris. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, and that's why we're not touching anyone in the New England backfield. 
But yeah, uh, yeah. as far as He's Zach Wilson goes, Belichick is great against rookie quarterbacks. I think Wilson wasn't all that great last week. I think he's going to be worse this week. Yeah. Not saying he's going to be horrible for the whole season, but don't touch him this week. The running backs, um, you know, coming out of the preseason, it was kind of a question, oh, are they really going to be that bad, or is this just kind of the preseason workload? It looks like they're going to be that bad, mm-hmm. um, at least from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, Tevin Coleman is the only one who's close to fantasy relevance, maybe – if they check down to him a lot, he could sneak into flex value, but I just think there's there's better options out there. Way better options outside of this game. I don't know the Vegas total. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's probably around 42 it's, and a half low. or something like that. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, it's like yeah. 41, I want to say. It, it, it's low. I, I The only guy I'd play on either team is Corey Davis, just because if the Patriots blow out, you get that garbage time potential. But if yeah. this is a low-scoring game, the only way the Jets are moving the ball down the field is through the air because they just 100%. can't run the ball. And Corey Davis is the clear number one option. The yeah. other four guys, you know, Barrios, Mims, more, they're just Gonna, you don't know which one's going to have a good week. I think Corey exactly. Davis has shown he is the legitimate number one receiving option. I know there's a lot of speculation going into the year yeah. if Corey Davis can become the number one option on this team. He showed it week one. Now, granted, it was late in the game when he had a couple big plays, but they were good catches, and he was he passed the eye test. He was great on film. That's the only guy I'm playing in this game. 100%. Moving forward, definitely a more exciting game to talk about. San Francisco 49ers and the oh. Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts looked good as hell. You're starting him. You are absolutely starting him. No question there. Uh, quarterback on the other side of the ball, Jimmy Garoppolo, probably not starting because he shouldn't have been drafted, and he's not worth streaming because they run the ball with guys like Elijah Mitchell and Jamaica Hasty way more than they're going to pass it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, do you, either of you guys have a case to make for Jimmy G or can we move on to Elijah Mitchell? <laughs> no, I don't want uh, Jimmy G. Give me, give me Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, and then we'll figure out the rest. Exactly. And so Elijah, obviously the big, you know, weird thing last week was Trey Sermon not being active. He will be active this week, probably That's... with the Ricky Mostert injury. Do we, I mean, like. I think you should go trade for Trey Sermon right now. I really do. No, I, I, I really do. Yeah. In terms they, of this week right now, though, who's in? Who's oh, this week. One? This week, I'm not starting any of the Niners running backs because I've seen okay. this story long, many times before where a running back goes you mean off every for, year for the past five years. Exactly. They go off for Kyle Shanahan. Everyone everyone claims this running back week one. Everyone claims the guy who goes off. And Derek then slowly, as the year goes like, on, you see their workload decrease. They invested more draft capital in Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon was raved about through camp. Trey Sermon had a, was dominant in college. And now all of a sudden, Elijah Mitchell comes out of nowhere. Now, he was great at Louisiana. But I think the 49ers want Trey Sermon to be his number one back. It could have been a wake-up call as a healthy scratch, and it probably – Huge role. So my my whole thing here is I would just hold off on the Niners running backs. Keep them on your bench. But if you can get – if someone dropped Trey Sermon, go pick him up right now. You could yeah, probably yeah. trade for him for real cheap because I very well could see Trey Sermon emerge as the top back over Mitchell as the weeks go on. For this yeah. week, though, I'm not too bullish on Mitchell. I'm just going to – if I if I picked him up, just keep him on the bench, see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to say pick up Raheem Mostert and put him on your IR. Because I've seen he's a lot for of the people. year. He's out for the year. Is it the year now? Last I yeah, heard, yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. first season ending surgery. surgery. And then, yeah, he oh, announced it on like his Instagram. Season ending surgery. Oh, I yeah. missed that. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, I'm 
That's why I said Wow. Yeah, no, but I. Um, but I you're right though. I was searching the waiver wire for Raheem Mostert before that got right. extended to the end of the season. To be completely honest, yeah. so I like where your head's at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you got a bench spot, take it because you just don't know what's yeah, going to happen. Um, but Trey <laughs> Sermon being a healthy scratch was very alarming to me, especially because they were playing the Lions. Like, if there's any team out there that you're going to expect that you're probably going to be able to run the football in the second half, Lions, you yeah. know, and um, I think the Eagles is going to be tougher to get a lead and, and be able to really run. So if you have to play one of them, I'd probably lean Elijah Mitchell because sure, coaching staffs don't do what normal people think they should do. I mean, <laughs> we'll, get in, we'll get into Jacksonville sure. later and, like, the James Robinson Breaking. situation. Yeah. But, like – he should have had a huge, huge. Game. He should have had more than thirty-five percent of our running back touches. He didn't. So Trey Sermon should be the next guy up, but he won't necessarily be. mean that's going to work out that way. So I would probably lean Elijah Mitchell over Trey Sermon just mm-hmm. for now, but I wouldn't break the bank to get either of these guys. If you can snag running, him, go for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know that I'd trade for him. Running backs on the other side of the ball: Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gamewell, Kerryon Johnson's a, no, a non-factor. I mean, if you drafted Sanders, start him. I guess. I don't love the matchup. I don't love his talent. But. He actually, I know it was against the Falcons, but he actually looked decent against Atlanta. He was pretty quick with his cuts. They were using him in the receiving game, and he caught his targets, which is something that was a huge concern coming into this year. As long as the Eagles have Sanders as their number one back, I, I think he's fine to start each week. I really do. Right. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he's startable, especially this week. Um, one, one guy I do want to get into is Brandon Ayuk, just because I know we had a question about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would bench him. I would absolutely not drop him because there is now one less weapon in that San Francisco offense. We know that Ayuk is kind of one of those guys that can move all over the field. Um, so that running back hole may not be patched. In terms of like the, the available touches might not all go to Trey Sermon or Elijah Mitchell. Some of that could spill over into place for Brandon Ayuk. So I would bench him this week, but keep an eye out because he might get some more work out of this. And then obviously we'll start Dallas Goddard, we'll start George Kittle. The real question maybe uh, comes to the Philadelphia receivers. Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager. I think Devonta Smith is a lock for your lineup. I think so. He should be. But Jalen Rager, he had a good first, you know, six for 40-some yards and a touchdown. Not a bad week, again, against the Falcons. Do either of you think he's worth throwing out there in your lineup in week two? I haven't seen enough yet to have confidence to start Rager. Um, I would only go with Smith as the receiver for the Eagles. And another thing, too, with the Eagles, you know, a lot of times they like to run with the quarterback. I know Hertz only ran seven times, but it was effective for 62 yards. He's probably going to run more against San Fran, who's going to rush him a lot better than Atlanta did. And they also use their running backs. They use multiple tight ends. So I think it's fine just one receiver for the Eagles to be fancy relevant for now. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if you're really hurting for somebody, I don't think Rager is unplayable, but I'm not really in love with him that much. He might be one of the most Um, talented guys outside the top 40 wide receivers. It is worth that, noting, that's the, though, that the, the 49ers did lose a corner. So, mm-hmm. Jason Verrett you know, they, is out now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to have to patch up some holes there. So, you know, there might be opportunity, but I don't mm-hmm. love Jalen Rager. I mean, this is a guy that has struggled with, with drops. Mm-hmm. Um, six for six, though, week one, I believe, right? Week one, he was good, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, yeah. he's not been consistent. He's had opportunities to, uh, you know, rise into a, a bigger 
bigger role and he just hasn't risen to that point yet. You know what I mean? Maybe so. he's more comfortable being the number two. Maybe That's Devonta funny. Smith going to the Eagles helps Rager now because he's not having does. the top corner on him. And you saw Hurts, you know, he had chemistry with both of them week one. I wouldn't start Rager yeah. this week, but he's definitely someone to keep your eye on as the season goes on. No, I mean, Absolutely. Marvin Jones, yeah. uh, John Brown, um, Mohamed Sanu. We've seen plenty of these guys before that do well in, an, in the number two slot, but yeah. can't quite hack it as a number one. So that's possible. Time will tell. But I think for now I would I would try not to play him if I can avoid it. Yeah, at least for this week. Next week I'm not sure what their matchup is. But, but you know, in anything that's not such a bad matchup, such right. a good defense, you're, you're, you'll, you can play Jalen Rager as a flex. Um, not if it's Thursday night football though, then you want to put him in a regular wide receiver spot. So you don't lock up your flex for Sunday. Just saying that again, big fantasy pet peeve. Mm -hmm. moving on Raiders against the Steelers. I think this is going to be a really low scoring game. And I think that the Raiders defense is going to have a day similar to what the bills had against the Steelers, just because the Raiders pass rush can actually hit home and the bills can't. But where the Raiders lack in the secondary, you know, the pass rush, we talked about it on the cap last night, Colin, Kevin, and I did. The pass rush makes up for bad secondaries, and I think that the Raiders are really going to wreak havoc against the Steelers' O-line. You know, the Bills started to, and they just, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. But, you know, Ryan Nassib, they, they have Max Crosby, they have a lot of good players on that defensive line. So I think it's going to be a long day for Ben. Don't like to play him. I do like taking a shot on the Steelers receivers, though, because – of how bad that Raiders secondary is. I mean, Juju has the best matchup on the field against a bad slot cornerback. I believe it's a rookie fifth rounder or something like that. Um, and, then, and then Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson are just freakish athletes. Very, very good. Claypool made Trey White look silly sometimes. So, uh, you know, you know, I think I think if they if you have them on your team, you know, not talking DFS because you could have all of them on your team for that realistically. Uh, but if you drafted one of them, you should feel comfortable with them as like a wide receiver four at the very Least, I yeah, I think it's worth noting the Raiders were able to shut down Mark Andrews pretty effectively, um, but Marquise yeah. Brown had a really good night. Yeah. So I would say maybe Chase Claypool is the guy that is most likely to get shut down by the Raiders just because he's sort of the bigger guy and Raiders seem to be able to handle the bigger body guys. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't see them shutting down all three of them. But again, this is the same issue that I've talked about with the Pittsburgh receivers since the preseason is you got three guys and any week – Probably one or two of them will go off, but it's it's tough to bet on all three of them. So yeah, yeah. Steve, if you could pick one, who would it be? Deontay Johnson. It's not I close. Agree. Okay, it's not I close. He was a top ten receiver the second half of last year. He had led the team in targets again week one. I think he had ten targets. He was targeted in the red zone. I think Deontay Johnson, if he his only his biggest problem was dropping the ball and, and he if came he down can, with that catch in the end zone and like, if he fixes that he yeah. has elite route running he has elite footwork he is everything else is elite about him it's just he has a case of the drops but what i will say about the steelers that's not the receiving core if you have a chance to trade for Najee Harris, go do oh it. Oh my now. God, do it! One hundred, one hundred percent of the running back snaps. Yes, he was stopped against the Bills, but it was kind of how the game was going. Really, never had a hole, but he can get involved in the receiving game. He had a hundred percent of the snaps, and this guy is an elite talent. He's not going to run for forty-five yards each week. The no. Raiders allowed hundred eighty-nine <laughs> yards against the Ravens, and yes, the Ravens are a very tough team to stop with the run. It was but Tyson I think Williams this is and Latavius Murray. I, I think, well, and Lamar Jackson too. <laughs> I think, I okay. think this is the Harris, you know, 
breakout week where if someone's panicking, maybe they had a bad week one, Najee Harris only 5.9 fantasy points, go get Najee Harris on the cheap right now because I think with 100% of the touches in this offense used in the receiving game, he has potential to be a top 10, top 5 back. Let's and moving back to the a little bit with the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell in his prime was the number one back in fantasy. He yeah. was the consensus first overall pick for what two or three seasons. Yep. We look at Pittsburgh. You got the same coach, same quarterback in place now. Najee Harris getting a hundred percent of the snaps. He is mm. running the ball. He's getting past the ball. Everything is set up. The Bills' defense is a tough defense, just like we said the Steelers is a tough defense when we talked about the Bills. I think a huge bounce back. Najee Harris. 100% of the snaps. I cannot emphasize how huge that is from a fantasy oh, standpoint. Yeah. No. And going to the other backfield here, Josh Jacobs, I saw a funny article, and it was a real article that said Josh Jacobs out with parentheses, everything. Because he's literally batting like an ankle injury, a knee injury, toe injury. He's got everything going on right now. He even had an illness Monday night that almost stopped him from playing in the game. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say fade Josh Jacobs because even so, he found the end zone twice. That's just how he's used. Yeah. You should be starting him if you drafted him. That's just the way it is. I will say, if you have Kenyon Drake, you're absolutely starting him. Are you kidding me? Forget about what he did on the ground. Six carries for 11 yards. Yeah, that sucks. But five catches for 59 yards. He's there, like he's their wide receiver too in Oakland, basically. You know, that's that's a big point too. I think with the receiving game with the Raiders, Derek Carr for the first three and a half quarters of that game only wanted to throw the ball in Darren Waller's direction. That's all he wanted to. Didn't matter if his triple coverage didn't matter if his receivers were wide open. But at the end of the game, Brian Edwards was the reason they got to overtime, and then the reason they kind of ended up winning. He's someone I don't know if I start him, but he's someone I think about with the Steelers. Great pass defense, great defense overall. I really don't want anyone on the Raiders besides Waller. But to your point, with Kenyon Drake, it looks like he's getting a lot of the receiving work for the running back, not Josh Jacobs, which is huge for Drake's fantasy value, especially with a check down quarterback like Derek Carr is. I, I think Kenyon Drake could be the better back for the Raiders this season over Jacobs. Yeah. I, do, I do agree. Jordan, give us your final thoughts on the Raiders' side of the ball. I've seen Kenyon Drake available surprisingly often in leagues lately. Um, okay. Not that he's not that he's available in all leagues, yeah, but he's course, somebody yeah. that I think should be exactly. pretty much rostered in every league. And he he's should not. be like around 80% ownership, yeah. If you're somebody who had Raheem Mostert in your fantasy league, which is somebody that is, you know, a flex guy, you're hoping for RB2 value, <laughs> and you lost him. If you can get Kenyon Drake, I think you've got a seamless a, a, a seamless transition, as I flub up the word seamless. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. But I think you can expect almost identical production out of those two guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like he has been actually one of the most added players on ESPN. He's up to 85% rostered, which which makes sense because some people play in weird leagues where you only have to roster like – or you start like four or five players. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, take that into account when you – those numbers too, I guess. Um, moving on, NFC South matchup between the Saints and the Panthers. I was all on the Sam Darnold train last week. It paid off if you streamed him. You got around 19 or 20 fantasy points, which is respectable. That's actually exactly what you want from a streaming quarterback. Uh, this week, not going to touch him. You know, this will be a down week for him. He didn't go off as much as I would have liked to see as someone that I predicted that he could be a top 15 fantasy quarterback uh, against the Jets. I don't think he's going to do well against the Saints. I would start DJ Moore. More. Don't start Robbie Anderson. Don't start Terrace Marshall. 
obviously you're starting Christian McCaffrey, but outside of those two guys, there's just nothing on the Panthers' side of the football that's inspiring this week. Yeah, I put all the Panthers' wide receivers in my mid category, which is I'm not necessarily super low, but I'm not really high on them. If you have them and you need to start them, go ahead. Just don't expect anything. I don't yeah. think they're going to break the bank, but I don't think they're going to kill you. You know, The only thing I put that I really love for this game, I mean, obviously Alvin Kamara and Chris McCaffrey, but those – you're going to start your top five picks. Right. You know? um, but Saints defense, I don't think that they're going to be quite as dominant as they were last week, um, but I do think that they're in for another big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Steve, any, uh, nothing else on Carolina, but switch uh, over to – Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short and simple for Carolina. I think DJ Moore is matchup-proof now, so I'm going to start him regardless and CMC. The other two, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall. I, I'll just wait and see. Marshall had more targets than Anderson, which was eye-opening from week one, which mm-hmm. was eye-opening, especially since Darnold already has chemistry with Anderson. But on the Saints side of the ball, I I think I think you can start Jameis again. I know the Panthers' defense is better, I but I really liked what I saw from Jameis. I think he could be a QB1 this year, and he's going to have more yards than he had in week one because of like how the game script was. I think he only had 148 passing yards. He's going to have more than I may not have five touchdowns, but mm-hmm. I'm okay starting Jameis. And another guy that we hyped about in the preseason we didn't see much of was Marquez Callaway. Why? He was getting blanketed by Jair Alexander. He's not going to this week. I actually love him as a sneaky flex option this week. Yeah, he's not. Carolina is not going to do the shadow treatment with someone like J.C. Horn or whoever the right. hell their second cornerback is. I can't even name him for you. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. Marquez Callaway is a good option this week. Uh, you know, Deontay Harris isn't anything that you want to go for. He had one Smith. deep ball. No, but you know, Juwan Johnson and Adam Troutman. I guess both are like streaming options, and it's weird to say. I mean, you know, when Jameis was in, in Tampa Bay, he did like using O.J. Howard and um, who the who the hell was that other tight end that they could Cameron Bray. Cameron, Cameron Bray, Bray is great. Come on Cam- now. Okay. Well, <laughs> Juwan Johnson and Adam – okay, man, I was not ready for the Cameron Bray. I did not think that that name was coming up on the show today. I need to take a step back for a second. <laughs> I will say, uh, if you're taking a step back, with, Please. with Jameis, um, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I hate whenever – Everybody uses the Josh Allen comparisons, but Jameis is that odd enough quarterback that might possibly be able to replicate something similar to Josh Allen's progression. Because if we look back to Josh Allen's first year and we take away the hometown bias, this guy's accuracy was terrible. He was throwing interceptions. He was turning the ball over like crazy, but he had freakish talent. He was a huge playmaker. I saw a stat that said uh, Jameis Winston threw a 50-yard to a pass that traveled over 50 yards through the air. I saw this. Never in the entire time that Drew Brees was a New Orleans Saint did he ever throw a pass over 50 yards. And that shocked me. I mean, this is a guy who who threw for 5,000 yards at a time when uh, there had only been nine 5,000-yard passing seasons in league history. Brees had five of them, and he yeah. never threw a pass over 50 yards. Love that. And now I'm looking at James Winston, and I'm saying, you know, Josh Allen in almost, pretty much one offseason just removed the, the uh, interceptions as a weakness from his game. <laughs> So it's yeah. unlikely, it's rare, but yeah. it is possible now for a 100%. quarterback to just kind of overnight remove those turnovers from his game. And Winston, as we know, was a huge offensive talent, but right. the turnovers were an issue. Now we're not just talking about one off season though. We didn't see him last season. We saw him learn under Drew Brees. We saw him yeah. have a whole year, new system and everything. If he can cut down on these turnovers, 
Yeah. And just I, know, I know Meerkat's got to be like licking his chops. You're, you're you know, forgetting the most important <laughs> oh, yeah. thing, Jordan. He's got LASIK. He can see now. Jameis <laughs> can see. And he's with Sean Payton, who was a match made in heaven. Jameis Winston yeah. with Sean Payton's offensive yeah. mind. I I love Jameis Winston for not only this matchup, but <laughs> going for it all the rest season of the year. long. Yeah. yeah, five touchdowns. He's on he's on a great pace to be a QB one by the end of the season. Um, and but I'll moving, say this because Jameis Winston, you know, I, I was very down on him because when Drew Brees got hurt last year, Winston was on the team. They kept him on the bench. They made Taysom Hill the starter. But if they were doing that because maybe Sean Payton wanted to shield him, wanted to let him develop a bit, and kind of didn't want to yeah, rush sure. him out, almost, I don't want to say redshirting him, but kind of that same idea of, hey, you're maybe we're maybe breaking you down to build you back up again. You're not quite ready to play, but we still believe in you for the future. Right. Now, if we're in that future, okay. Now, now I can start getting behind Jameis and uh, mm-hmm. you know, credit Meerkat. Uh. <laughs> hey, I know he's out there somewhere. Too. Give us credit too. Give us credit too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you guys Someone like else... you guys like mm-hmm. Jameis, but Meerkat's the one who drafted him in our league. So what? I was looking at him in the same <laughs> round. He's I drafted him in the other league, Jordan. Calm yeah, down. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Moving on. Denver Broncos, Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't like James Robinson this week. He's not going to get the amount of touches he needs to be effective. Denver Broncos have a good defense. We've talked about the Broncos defense quite a bit. No one I really love on the Jaguars side of the ball. I mean, Marvin Jones, maybe because Trevor Lawrence is really locked into him. But, I mean, that's a big maybe. I don't like anyone in Jacksonville. If you can, bench all your Jaguars players. If you're able (laughs) to bench a guy like Chanel, DJ Chark, Robinson, if you're able to have someone, a decent replacement for them, bench them all. I was praising the Broncos' defense all offseason. Week one, they showed out. I know it was a against the Giants, but I think this is an elite pass rush. Von Miller coming back made a huge difference, a great secondary. And Lawrence, yeah, he put up numbers, but it was a lot of garbage time at the end against the Texans. The Texans defense. He had three picks. What is he going to do against the Broncos in week two, his second career NFL start? I think it's safe just to bench all the Jaguars players. If one of them goes off, then so be it. But I don't want to see any of them in my lineup. Jordan, any Jaguars you want to start? No. Yeah, no, it's it's bold. But, I mean, James Robinson, you know, I said it in the in the offseason. Um, I was I was worried about him not because, because the numbers made sense that he should be a bell cow back. But for whatever reason, this front office doesn't like him. Maybe yeah. they learned their lesson. I don't think I so. I don't think so. I mean, they drafted <laughs> a running back That's in the funny. first round. He got hurt. I mean, that seemed like a sign from the football gods, hey, start James Robinson. And they didn't give – not only did they not give this guy touches, he didn't get a carry for the entire first quarter. Mm-hmm. Now, I can understand game script. Oh, we had to move away from the run. There's no excuse to not run the football in the first quarter. With James Robinson. Right. <laughs> Urban Meyer. Yeah, Urban Meyer, Wiener, my favorite fo- fantasy oh, football man. name that I have. We'll move, you know what? The Broncos side of the football is shockingly more exciting. Um, so, yeah, so we'll I will say by there. contrast, though, talking about yeah. running backs, Melvin Gordon, I I love for this game. I don't. Um, I don't. Three different Texans running backs scored touchdowns Jordan. last week against the Jaguars. Melvin Gordon. Okay, for this game, I like him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that he's he's a superstar going forward, but for this week, yeah. I'm – I'm all in on Melvin Gordon. Another guy that I really like, I really like Noah Fant for this week. Jerry yeah. Judy is out. 
Cordero Patterson has been recovering. I thought he was going to be a bit more healthy, um, but he really didn't. He didn't get a lot of work, and I don't know that he's quite healthy enough to assume the number one wide receiver reigns. I think a lot of targets are going to go to Noah Fant this week. Yeah, Noah Fant uh, is right. locked in as in the tight end spot. If you drafted him, I got him in our train rec league in the thirteenth round, and I was salivating at that, even though I didn't even really like him pre-draft <laughs> that much. But that was just a crazy value. Um, what I want to say about the Broncos running backs is if it wasn't Jacksonville, I don't know how much I'd want to start either of them. They got the same amount of touches, the, the exact same. They split touches 50-50. And Melvin Gordon, like 70% of his yards came on one touchdown carry. I just, I don't, I just, I'm, I'm very nervous about them. I think Javante Williams is the better back, but in matchups like this against the Jaguars, you can absolutely start both of them. I, I would start Gordon. I don't know if I'd start Williams. Gordon was also involved a little bit in the passing game with two receptions. More, yeah. But what yeah. I will say for the Broncos, and this is kind of a theme I do throughout the season, Corton Sutton was a bust the past week. I'm starting him this week against the Jaguars. No one wants okay. to. He had one catch for 14 yards. Judy out now on IR. Someone needs to step up as the number one receiver, not just receiving option, receiver. I don't think it's KJ Hamler. I've seen enough from Tim Patrick to know I don't think he's going to get there. We know Cortland Sutton has potential to be elite. He showed it before the injury. This may have been his, you know, a game coming back after a year off. Just go through the motions a little bit. I think now he has to step up because Judy is out. I mm-hmm. I know we busted last week, one catch, 14 yards. I think Cortland Sutton will be Denver's number one receiver this year, and I think it starts this week against a cupcake matchup with the Jaguars. See, I am between you two. I think he will be their number one receiver by the end of the year, but I don't think it starts this week. I just don't love the matchup against C.J. Henderson. He's not great, but he's he is a solid cornerback. Cooks I really do think torched him, though. Cooks torched him, yeah, and, and, and I think they really weren't ready for – I think that the, the Jaguars were not ready for – Tyrod Taylor to air it, air it out. I mean, like, why would they? Right? I, I just feel like maybe maybe that game yeah. plan kind of caught them off guard. I just I I, I I can understand wanting to start Sutton. This is just a really bad defense overall. He's going against, so like it makes sense. Um, I, I just I just worry that he might be seeing the wrong side of that secondary a little too often. Next week, I would probably lock him into a lineup though. I don't know who they play, um, but you know he's the only he's the only receiver. The Jets, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so next week, lock him in. He's gonna be, he could be a, a top ten wide receiver in fantasy next week. Um, but for, for this week, I'm, I'm I'm not so I'm not so sold. He's a good great candidate right now. I'm, I'm great trade. Oh, buy low week. on him. Buy low oh, on yeah. him. Great point, low. Jordan. Um, moving on next, Minnesota Vikings are at Arizona. This is gonna be a fun one. This is gonna be a really 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 fun game. I really think this is going to be what we wanted Titans Cardinals to be. I think, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, D hop, Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk, uh, you know, even Chase Edmonds, lock them in. James Conner could be a flex and standard. Maybe don't really love it though. Um, uh, and you know, AJ green, I know Jordan, you kind of talked me into him being, being the wide receiver too there, but, but Kirk and Rondell Moore kind of showed out just, just than him. So, so are you still, uh, convinced that AJ Green could be a good fantasy asset this year. Um, I mean, I'm I'm fading on him. He got hurt ahead of schedule. Um, 
Yeah, Xavier Clark, tell That's me weird. who are you uh who's in that other spot or like what are some other players here that Yeah, you're I want to know your format. Let us know. Because I don't yeah. I haven't seen I've yet to see the team where you have the option of yeah. those two guys are, are playing for you, like, like your flex it's, spot or something. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept though, like a six man league where you actually actually have to pick between like running backs like that. That's an interesting style of league. I might be interested. Could in be a dynasty too. league um, too. You had a couple good drafts. You know, I did a league oh, yeah. like that. I did a league like that with a couple friends one time because mm-hmm. um, we were just things got so late. We're like, you know, what, let's let's do a four man league, and it oh, just man. came down to, you know, I thought it was gonna be like stupid because I'm like, oh, everybody's gonna have stars, but it really <laughs> was kind of interesting because it was you had no room for error. Right. If yeah, one dude yeah, didn't yeah. go off, you lost. That was yeah. You have to play matchups big time and yeah. Storms. Like if you started Aaron Rodgers, that's it. You lost. Yep. <laughs> And speaking of matchups, don't know if there's a better one in the league for one offense this week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, oh start God. every single Buccaneers receiver, um, you know, and Tom Brady, obviously. Gronk, you're going to start him. The questions come with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. I don't want to start either of them, even in this game. As a flex, I can understand it. But, like, man, Rojo looked bad, and Lenny – he didn't he didn't inspire either like he looked well, better it, it wasn't that know. rojo looked bad he just didn't have an opportunity to look good because he exactly. had a classic rojo fumble which means fournette basically had the rest of the work and they used geo a little bit on third down here i love that fournette got seven targets i love that he was used in the receiving game even with geo on the team but you have to play game script here if you think this game is going to blow out, then I think you can get away with starting either the running backs because I think if it blows out, even with the Rojo fumble, he'll play late in the game. It could be kind of like the Browns-Texans situation. Not as great, but you could get away with playing both. Mm-hmm. But it, don't overthink this. Just play the game script. If yep. you think the Bucks are going to kill the Falcons, then play the Bucks studs. Hope they go off in the first half, first three quarters. If you need to play a running back, play a running back. And then for the Falcons, just, just play their studs. Play Calvin yeah. Ridley. Don't touch Matt Ryan. Don't touch Russell Gage. I'm not touching Mike Davis. And then Kyle Pitts is the one I'm on the fence with just because tight end's so weak. And he did see targets last week. If didn't you draft him, you're starting him. But That's I would play thing. Kyle Pitts as well. Right. I'm 100% with you, Steve. I mean, you know, Calvin Ridley did eat against the Bucs last year. I had 18 catches for 215 mm-hmm. yards and a touchdown in those two games. Right. So and this is this might be the other classic don't overthink it game. Of the week. And Calvin yeah. Ridley could have a lot of garbage time potential too. Exactly. He's yeah. going to be on the field even if it's a blowout. They'll throw him targets. He'll get he'll get his. Yeah. So Jordan, I wrote, quick um, thoughts on this one. Yeah, I wrote in my hate column all Falcons. I don't want their defense. I don't want their running backs, their quarterbacks, receivers, nothing. But if you got Calvin Ridley, the, he's inconsistent. So you have to take the good with the bad. It might sure. be a bad week. You know, he didn't score last week. But he's a guy that will randomly go off, like you said, for 18 catches. He'll have a game where he's got 250 yards and three touchdowns, and you're going to be picking yourself if you benched him that week because of game script. Alternatively, you're going to have some off weeks with him. Um, I'm actually going to go the opposite direction with the Bucs offense, though. I'm kind of fading almost everybody just because I think that this game is so easy that 
well, if it's easy, someone's got to get the roster, though. But, but then uh, someone's still got to get the points, though. If you think it's going to blow out, then they have to get to the point of a blowout, right, Jordan? Yeah. So the only way it gets to a blowout is if they have a good game. And we've seen in blowouts before, guys will have like 25 points in the first half. They may not do touch the field in the second half, but who cares? They got yeah. you 25 points. And Tom Brady is the kind of guy who will – he's the player that will score 35 points in the first half just so that he doesn't have to see the field in the second yeah well here's my thing is that i don't really see brady come out of games too often so he's got a really good chance to actually be the number one quarterback in fantasy this week um but when it comes to mike evans chris godwin antonio brown i was very high on antonio brown in the draft because i thought you're i think you're getting similar value from all three of these guys mike evans had like 34 yards I don't think that's going to be consistent he could go off this week but i don't think there's that much separation from those guys at the top Gronk, I think, is going to eat again. Um, so I would absolutely play Gronk if you have him. I'm actually starting two tight ends. Gronk's my flex in, in one of my wow. leagues this week. I don't hate that. Yeah, okay. Um, and I was kicking myself because I I was like – I was I really wanted to start Gronk last week, and I, I actually considered benching George Kittle for Gronk. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't overthink that would have been Yeah, that would have been wrong process, right result if you did that, to be honest. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, but I, just, I, I think that there's, I think there's going to be a lot of guys that get looks. I don't know that anybody, any one person, um, of the skill position players has that huge of a week. I think they're going to go down their roster. I think you're going to see like wide receivers four, five, and six are going to get looks. Um, but in terms of the running game, I would roll with Leonard Fournette. He is the pound the yeah. rock type of guy. He may not be yeah, good, if there was one. but when it's when it's um, you know, third and three with a minute and a half left, no timeouts, and they just need to, you know, punch the ball through to so that they can take knees, he's going to be the guy that's on the field. And they could be in that point in time where they just want to run the clock out for half the game. Yeah. That's, so that, that's, I think if there's ever a game for Leonard Fournette's, you know, walking second and seven type of football to, uh, to be serviceable <laughs> – yeah, this is it. Yeah, no, I would agree for not over Rojo. I, I, I don't think we could be further apart on the Bucks receivers, but um, <laughs> same. If you got him, you're playing him. Yeah, I just don't over salivate just because the matchup is bad. You know what I mean? I don't think that they're. I've never be heard that reasoning before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, you know I, I just think, we'll I just this think the so difference that between these two teams is we can too play great. It. You know what I mean? Like, the Bucs mm-hmm. are too good offensively, and the Falcons are too bad, not just defensively, but offensively. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. see. I will say I do have another show at 7 o'clock to get to, so we're going to try to rush through these last so, yeah, things <laughs> here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Chargers. Gallup is out for the season now, which sucks. because, Or maybe not out for the season, out for six weeks or something like that. Regardless, it sucks because I thought he was going to earn a fat paycheck this year. Um, so, so, obviously – starting CeeDee Lamb, starting Amari Cooper, starting Dak Prescott, starting Zeke. The question is, the only question on the Cowboys' side of the ball is, can you start Tony Pollard in your flex spot? And I think you can, especially in this game. Against the Chargers, really? I, I really, really do. I really, really do. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a similar kind of, you know – Above average defense based on, you know, who they've added in the offseason. Asante Samuel is kind of transforming that secondary by himself. They have Derwin James healthy. I, I like the Chargers defense more than I thought I would this year. But I like it in the same respect as I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And so I imagine it's going to be a relatively similar game that we saw on Thursday night last week. 
I think that it's it, and that's without Michael Gallup. They're going to look for other people to catch passes. And Tony Pollard is a much better pass catching running back than Ezekiel Elliott is, or at least than he proved to be in Week One. Um, so, so, so I, I, I'm not saying to start Tony Pollard, but if you're in like you know a two running back, three wide receiver, one flex kind of league, he's a solid flex option. He could finish this game with five or six catches. So let me ask you this then: Tony yeah. Pollard or James Robinson? Tony Pollard. James Robinson. I didn't I, even have to think. I just don't I, trust I'm Urban not, Meyer. I'm not touching. I'm not touching. I don't trust Urban Meyer either. I just don't really want to touch Tony Pollard. I, I don't blame you. I, I'm not too sold on it, and I really don't know if Dak's going to throw 58 times again. And when they run the ball, it's really Zeke is the bell cow back and Tony Pollard. He's, he gets a few cares here, but he's used in the receiving game. I'm not overthinking it. Like I'm just starting the Dallas studs. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, both matchup proof. Yeah, maybe sometimes Amari can do boomer bus, but we saw what happens when he booms. He's yeah, a league exactly. winner when he booms. So mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Zeke. It's, it's pretty easy for the Cowboys yeah. side for me. All right, Chargers yeah, they, uh, of, of Jordan, give your Cowboys yeah, no, thoughts on yeah, the Chargers. No, I was just, just going to say those are two receivers that you just you leave them in your starting lineup. You yeah. eat the donuts when they come because you're going to when it's good, it's great. Yep. Um, as Love far as Zeke, I would play him. I think he's I think he's due for a bounce back week. Um, I mean, it is cause for so. concern because the game script was favorable to the run for most of the game. It was a close game yeah. where you know you could run the ball. They didn't need to throw the ball in order to stop clock and and, and whatnot. Um, but I just I have a hard time thinking that Zeke's that washed up already. You know, but they also the Buccaneers had the best run defense last year. They showed it again exactly. on Thursday night. You're not facing the Buccaneers front seven. We saw what Vita Vey did by himself on Thursday. Oh, God. Yeah, he's he's really good, and they have six other guys who are really good on that front seven. So I'm not overthinking it. I'm not afraid yeah. of Zeke. The only play that concerned me was when he bounced outside to score. He didn't really make that cut. He just kind of ran into him. But funny. I'm funny. starting Zeke. I love Zeke this week. All right, Chargers side of the ball. I mean, you're going to start Eckler, obviously. Thank God he's healthy. Thank God Austin Eckler is healthy and playing right now. I really by saying it. Um, Keenan Allen, obviously. Justin Herbert, of course. Yep. Uh, Jared Cook, Mike Williams. I mean, how the hell do we feel about those guys? I don't. I feel like Mike Williams could be all right this week. I like Mike Williams. He had 12 targets in week one, and he had a touchdown. The only thing I want to pump the brakes on with Mike Williams and Cook, Eckler had zero targets. That's not happening again in That's week two. That's because he wasn't fully Espe- healthy. Yeah. Especially against a bad Dallas Cowboys secondary. I think Justin Herbert could finish as the QB1 this week. Obviously, Keenan Allen's batch proof. And if you think as highly as I do with Herbert, you're going to start Mike Williams as well. I did want to say, if you took my advice last week and you benched Justin Herbert for Terod Taylor, <laughs> it was good Herbert advice. Back, put, yeah, put, put Herbert back in your lineup for this week. A hundred and ten percent. Oh man, this is going to be a fun game. I hope. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't looked at the map for the four o'clock games yet, but I really hope this is one of them that the entire country gets because I would love to watch this one over here on Long Island. Uh, don't touch either defense. Don't stream them. No, nope. I mean if you're this on Long this, Island, they're going to be. You're in- you're in Giants territory, so you, know, Giants. you might get the divisional. Well, <laughs> Giants and Cowboys are in the same division, so they might give you that. Oh, yeah. No, actually, I should get this game now that you mentioned that. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, actually. Wow. Okay. Uh, Titans-Seahawks. Um, this is another game. This this should be – there should be some points in this one. I think we'll see a bounce-back so. game from Tannehill. I mean, you know, there's no way Julio gets held to, what, two catches, three catches, two weeks in a row. I say, you know – for, for the Titans offense, Taylor Luan will not be as bad as he was in week one. He 
he's not going up against five sack Chandler Jones again. Oh, so, not even that. Did you did you guys see the clip where he got bull rushed by uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Uh-huh. Which safety? I forget his name. Buda um, Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. The, the Taylor Luan's not doing uh, that two games in a row. Uh, you know, start your Titans. Start. You know. You know. I'll say. I'll say. Anthony Ferkser, pump the brakes on our sweet prince this week. He got like four targets, three of them. That's what you want in the tight end that you drafted in the seventeenth round of your draft. Okay. So. So you know, maybe don't start him this week. Stream someone else. You can drop him. No one's and- gonna. Pay- and not to mention, Ferkser was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. Uh, yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe he's a late scratch. Who knows? But I'm not overreacting to week one with the Titans. Obviously, Derrick Henry, you're starting him. Obviously, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, you're starting him. Tannehill's where the question lies, but he couldn't play sure. worse than he did week one. He was awful, and he, and he, didn't had, have, he had no opportunity to be better He had no than time all. to throw. I mean, Chandler Jones owned him week one. Seahawks don't have a great pass rush, and the Seahawks score, which means the Titans are going to have to score to answer. I like this game to shoot out, so I'm starting the studs all over mm-hmm. the board for both teams. And Jordan, yeah, moving only, to the – go ahead, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Go. the only thing I really see for uh, the Seahawks side of the ball potentially changing is DK Metcalf gets more of the target share and uh, Tyler Lockett kind of falls off. This was this was kind of the odd bad game for Metcalf. I'm not horrible. He's still but... at 16, right? 16 PPR points. That's bad for Metcalf, though. That's the fun part. Right. <laughs> it's like, where, I'll where take he, that. Tyler Lockett yeah. had, what do you have, I think like nine catches, I want to say? No, he had I'm four. He just head. had two two deep balls. Lockett was four for 100, I believe, and, and two scores. All right, maybe I'm maybe I'm missing. But, yeah, or two scores. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, you know, I don't expect the same production on Tyler Lockett. We talked about this in the preseason that he'll put up similar numbers to DK Metcalf over the course of the season, but they come in bunches. Um, Chris Carson, I was really happy to see. Other than that, though, you know, I think the Seahawks are probably going to give you similar numbers to what they did in week one. Titans, mm-hmm. give them a mulligan on week one. Don't worry yeah. about it. Play your stars um, and just let week one be in the past. Yeah. You got a question we'll say, here. Let's see. Yeah. I, before we get to the question, I want to say for the Seahawks, Russ, stardom. Lockett, stardom. DK, stardom. Gerald Everett, stream them. Okay. Oh, and Carson, stardom. That's the end of the Seahawks. Uh, Rendon is asking here, 10-team PPR Superflex, where can he improve his team? Uh, I would say here he's got Christian McCaffrey, Allen, and Kyler Murray. I would say oh, trade geez. one of Allen or Kyler Murray and maybe and a super flex? Wait, oh, is it super flex? No, oh, no, never mind. No, no. Oh, I don't you, know how much you, you can better this you team. Pump, you pump the brakes and you hold this team. The only guy, yeah, no, maybe, maybe Tyler Boyd, because he could be the number three in Cincy, but this is a league-winning team. This is a league-winning yeah, team. A, Brendan, you did a really, really, really solid good job. Team, man. The rest of it's Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, which is fantastic. Yes, Chase, too. Um, and Chase Edmonds. Both Chases. Both Chases. Will Fuller. I'm, yeah, no, no. Brendan, you, you, you killed it. Oh, you draft. absolutely slayed your draft. How many yeah, teams? no. Don't think of improving a goddamn thing. If you lost oh, week one, I want to see the team you lost to. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Moving on. Two more games left on this slate. And one of them is really fun. And one of them is going to be a bloodbath. We'll do it the fun one first. Sunday Night Football. Kansas City Chiefs at the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens can't play, despite putting up 27 points, I don't know if they can play much worse for the rest of the season. I mean, you're going to start Tyson Williams. You are absolutely starting Tyson Williams. Latavius Murray is worth a flex option just because they have always utilized two running backs as far as wide receivers go. I mean, you got to start Hollywood Brown now. I've been a 
stupid Hollywood Brown hater, but you got to start him. He was the clear wide receiver one. Mark Andrews, you're starting him if you drafted him. Lamar Jackson, you're starting him if you drafted him. I think the questions on Baltimore side of the ball comes at Sammy Watkins. I would rather start Sammy Watkins than Marquise Brown. Tell me why. I would. He got more targets. Okay. I know Marquise Brown had the touchdown, but Watkins actually looked really good. He looked healthy and he looked didn't quick. And mm-hmm. and I I think that Sammy Watkins I I think he could be the number one. I just think he's built. He's a bigger guy, right? I don't think Marquise Brown can handle that type of number one target share receiver workload. Yeah. I like Watkins over Marquise Brown. I'm not in love with either of them, but I'd start Watkins. But. Mark Andrews, I think, is poised to have a pretty good week. Chiefs are not very good at defending the tight end. Browns both use both their tight ends pretty effectively in week one. I think Andrews has a pretty big bounce-back week. They made Njoku look ridiculous. Jordan, how do you feel about the Baltimore side of the football? Yeah, so I think when it comes to those two receivers, it really comes down to what kind of fantasy player you are. If you like higher okay. floors or higher ceilings. Personally, I like a guy with a higher floor, so I would, I think Marquise Brown is a higher floor. But Sammy Watkins is a guy who can go off for 150 yards and two touchdowns. I don't see that game too often out of Marquise Brown. Okay. I feel so, like I see that. I feel like I view them the opposite. But really? they're kind of two polarizing receivers, just being on the same offense. Because I feel like I feel like Marquise Brown's floor is a little lower personally. Um, but yeah. to me, that just become that yeah. comes at the lower target share. But that's it. We've only seen it through week one, so I don't. Have, there's really no evidence of that. So, so that's a that's a conversation that has to continue to go on uh, as the season continues because it'll be interesting to see who the number one receiver in in Baltimore is, and if Lamar Jackson can support a, a true number one wide receiver. Right. And I think from what we saw in week one, he has the potential to. Has a little has some things to work on still, but he's not as bad of a passer as everybody makes him out to me. I don't. So let's say let's say um, that you have currently uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire okay. in your flex spot, and you picked up Tyson Williams. Who do you start in as your flex? Clyde. Clyde, absolutely. Ooh. Clyde. Clyde. Wait, no. who, who else would be in who? What? I, who else are? Who else is on the team? Like I don't. I, I, it's just a hypothetical. Who would you rather have? Clyde or Tyson? Who are you picking? I would pick Clyde. I would pick Clyde based on talent and and matchup both. Um, but Tyson definitely has the better matchup. Clyde just has a better combination of the two. I well, think. So. The reason I like Clyde and the, my thoughts on the Chiefs is they are somehow an elite offense. They only use Travis Kelsey and Clyde. They don't really involve anyone else. Like I loved McCole Hardman coming into the year, but he didn't really do much. They had Robinson who didn't do much. Mahomes is going to use Hill and Kelsey. They had 22 combined targets in week one. And then Clyde, he had three targets as well. And he had basically all their carries. I I like those three. Tyson Williams, he had that one big, you know, touchdown run for about 35 yards. Murray still had the same amount of carries as him. And guess what, Wake, like we said all offseason, Lamar Jackson had more carries than both of them. Mm-hmm. So I like Clyde just because I think he's the third option in Kansas City with an elite quarterback. Where you have Tyson Williams is 
is he the third option in Baltimore? I don't know, because Lamar, I consider the number one option outside of him passing. And then Mark Andrews, you have Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown. I think Clyde, you're going to have more of a security blanket for touches. Mm -hmm. And James, those are Steve's thoughts on CEH. And I tend to agree. I was very high on Clyde Edwards-Lair coming into the season. He was good in limited action last year, not great. I thought he mm -hmm. would build on it. We didn't really see him build on it in week one so much, but it's very early in the season. That Chiefs offensive line is a brand new offensive line they're one of the few teams in the nfl that aren't returning almost all five starters on the offensive yeah. line um so so you know maybe give it time if you have him on your team don't sell him he's he's going to get better as the season rolls along here a little yeah. bit he may not be the most talented back in the world but i think he's the number three receiving option for the chiefs after hill and kelsey and he's the number one running back in a he's very the, good offense yeah, i was so gonna say I like, he's the I like lead him. back in a pat mahomes and andy Reid yeah. offense and he's gonna have chances to score a lot <laughs> His, his floor is flex value every single week, and, and there are very yeah, few running backs way. you can say that about. Um, Jordan, you haven't talked much in this section about the Chiefs, so but that might just be because there's not much else to say, right? Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Chiefs are kind of different. I mean, Edward Delaire is sort of the least effective running back in the Chiefs' current um, era, I guess, reading Mahomes. Yeah. Um, but I do think, like, like you said it best, he may not have the highest ceiling, but I think he's a his floor is flex play every week. And I liked him this year to outperform his draft status. I didn't like him last year. I thought he was way overdrafted. A lot of people said, oh, he's going to be the number I, one running back in fantasy. Like, this, is a, this is a rookie going let, – let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I do think he's he's a flex play. Tyson Williams, I guess there's more upside just because of the, the unknown factor. But the other thing to consider, yeah. too, is Latavius Murray was pretty much neck and neck with him. And Murray had been on the roster for like five minutes. Have I done my victory of saying Latavius Murray would sign with the Baltimore Ravens and play in week one and score a touchdown? Have I done my victory can, lap yet? You can do it right now. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. Yep, I'm just going to do a little. <laughs> All right, I'm good. I'm good. I did my, that's, that's, I'm going to do that victory lap every time I'm right about something like that. Um, I didn't hear anything you guys said, so please tell me you didn't say anything stupid about me. Moving on, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, Monday Night Football. Man, we don't get. I mean, like, for every great primetime game, we get a really shitty one. Yeah. It sucks. It just sucks. Just give us a What's the worst thing about this game, that the Lions are in it or that this could be a competitive game? It's the fact Stop that it could it. be a competitive game. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'll tell you right now, it is not going to be DeAndre Swift could make this a competitive game on no. his own. The he could make run defense is terrible. Yeah. Awful. He could he could get garbage time, but you're telling me after putting up three points and getting blown out by the Saints, Aaron Rodgers under the lights in Monday night is not gonna stomp on the team that he's been stomping on his entire career. I love all the Packers studs this week, Rodgers, Jones, Adams. The other receivers in Green Bay, I don't know who to trust. Scantling had the second most targets with seven, <laughs> yeah, right. but he's awful. I actually like Amari Rodgers when he got his two targets. I think he's a deep stash to they were think the most about. Beautiful two targets I've ever seen. Him well, that's what I'm saying. It was in garbage time, but he. I mean, he's competing with Cobb, Scantling, who just didn't look good. But this is I have blowout written all over it. So I think you can get away with Swift. It may. I, I think you can get away with maybe Jamal Williams in the receiving game if if you expect it to blow out. Other than that for the Lions, though, I mean. If I'm you... predicting this game to go like 42 to 20. I'll tell you one dude that if you have the chance to 
to get him if he's on waivers or whatnot, because he might be, this guy could really mm. swing some tines, and that is Mason Crosby. I think this guy is going to absolutely go kickers? off in the kicker spot. This is a, this kickers? could be – he could approach 20 fantasy points. No, he can't because it's only extra it's points. It's only going to be touchdowns. It's yeah. only extra points. They're not going to score every single possession. They really might. They. Do you want to – do you want to call me crazy here, Wick? I'm potential maybe. garbage time stream Jared Goff. Potential. I was just about to bring up Jared Goff because I, I think I think this game blows out, and I don't think he's gonna get benched because it's Jared Goff. They're not gonna throw anyone else in there. I think mean, Jared Goff is just gonna do. Still their backup. Well, that Jared Goff's gonna do what he did against the Niners. It was not a one possession football game against the 49ers. They were getting crushed. They had to, you know, claw their way back to make the score look respectable. And you know what Jared Goff did when they were trailing? He just dumped it off to the running backs. And it worked yep. because the Niners were playing prevent defense. Their running backs had 20 combined targets. Jared Goff threw for over 330 yards. I think the Packers defense is not as good as the Niners, and I think the Packers are going to crush the Lions early on. So I think Jared Goff is a extreme option. Could be, could be, could be. Um, getting a few questions coming in here. Noah's wondering, Gronk or Fant this week? I would say Fant because it'll be more competitive, and Fant will probably just see the field more, and it's just as good of a matchup. I don't hate it. I like Gronk, too. The Buccaneers or Brady's playing the Falcons. You know what happens when Brady plays the Falcons. He he always thinks about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I think Gronk will have a – I think they're both fine starts. I would lean Gronk just because I'm not too thrilled about Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos offense as a whole, mm -hmm. even though they have a great matchup. But either was a fine start. All right. Jordan, I would, how do you do this? I would take Gronk, uh, but depending on your team, you might – you could do both in the flex spot. There's room. There's actually room to do two tight ends on that team. Because here's the thing with with Gronk, a lot of people will say, "Oh, oh he, he actually gave us his to... options at flex." Actually, so let's do that. Marquise Brown, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams at flex. Oh, I would, would, I would go two tight ends. I, would I go think two I would go here. two tight ends. Mm. Especially with the Jerry Judy injury, I would absolutely Noah Noah grow a pair. Go two tight ends. Go to tight ends, please. I don't. And let I, us I don't know how it works out. I don't hate Marquise Brown in the flex, though. I really don't. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I the Chiefs are going to score a lot. The Ravens going to have to. And... Noah, if, if I'm telling you, if two tight ends works, you'll never forget it. So just you know what? <laughs> if you went one and zero, go for two tight ends. Really, I, have, I mean, I, 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 I do like Marquise Brown. Ends before I'm not a I'm not afraid of two tight end sets. Hell and yeah, Noah! Is, Hell not, yeah, Noah! This oh is not God. a this is not I'm a about crazy to be late for my other show because I'm having a with Noah. Uh, we got another question. All the questions are coming in as soon as I have to go. Jeez, thanks okay, guys. Hex, uh, he's trading Ridley, Pitts, and Henderson for Waller and Antonio Brown. Does he go through with it? That's, mm. uh, I I would not. I don't I, know. I, know. I mean. I, I, I actually think, like Pitts as the year goes on. I think he's going to be a pretty big part of that. But you are trading two guys who are on the same team, and you're getting yes. a matchup-proof yes. player who is elite at a bad position in Darren Waller. And Antonio Brown, who he looked like old Antonio Brown he Thursday like he's night. He's going to be the Bucks' number one wide receiver. I, I, don't, I don't hate this deal. I really don't. I, I, I like it. I don't I'm going as far as I like it. Here's my thing with this deal. Um, 
Antonio Brown, I said that he's as talented as the other guys. But you're training for Antonio Brown and Darren Waller at their absolute ceilings right now. I would wait another but, week, mm, and you might be able to I don't think Wall, Waller – we know what Waller is. I don't think this is – like, uh, Waller yeah, is know. an elite Waller tight end. I, even though he went guy. off week one, we've seen enough two-year sample size of Waller to no, know he is a stud. great, but you're going to get a lot of fans. I don't know how good everybody is in – Heck, six 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 league, um, <laughs> but you get a lot of fantasy players that you know if Waller has a down week or something like that, right? They're more the, likely to let him go. Whereas the, when he was as electric as he was, I, you know, I think that's going to drive the cost okay. up. And in terms of Antonio Brown, there's a chance that you know he could very reasonably regress. I think Mike yes. Evans is not going to have 34 yards again. You wait a little I bit. Think he might. I would wait and try to make this. I, I mean, the, yeah, the, I I would wait a week on this trade. I would wait the a week. Big, on this trade. The biggest reason I like the deal is because you're trading two guys on the same team exactly. away, and it's part of a bad team, the Falcons, who their offense isn't going to be as bad as it was against Philly. But you're trading two guys away on that team, and you're getting two guys on two separate teams, who I think are both very good and matchup proof players. Mm-hmm. If you could get Henderson out of the deal and do a two for two, yes, that's better. I would still, I'm fine with this deal. Just because, well, I don't want to. I don't want to have to start two Falcons every well, week. Me, no one yeah. wants to do that. Let me, let me put it this way. Let I, me put it this way. If you wait yeah. two weeks, because remember, Calvin Ridley had like 51 yards, no touchdowns last week. Yeah, but he's I don't to, think he's going in a game. He's going in a game where they're probably going to be throwing a lot, especially in garbage time. So Ridley could have a reasonably big game. If you wait a week, you can probably do the same trade, but you don't have to give up Henderson. I see. So, I don't. Would you, you rather have I, Waller I or Ridley in a vacuum? Waller or Calvin Ridley this year? I'd rather Waller. have Darren Waller. Rather have Waller. Would you rather so, have Antonio Brown or Daryl Henderson Antonio and Kyle Brown. Pitts in a vacuum? I'd rather have Antonio Brown. The way I see it, he's That's getting a set it and forget it tight end and a set it and forget it wide receiver. Yes. Two guys that you can put in your lineup no matter what. Um, and, and I have 15 minutes before my other show, and I have not eaten <laughs> dinner yet. And I have to done. send the invite for StreamYard in five minutes. So Noah is saying – Final comment here for the show, and I love that all these comments are coming in. Keep them coming for next week, Saturday morning as well, uh, when we do our DFS show uh, Saturday morning at whatever the hell time we do it. We haven't decided yet. I'll let you know. See, full uh, PPR league, though. That's the thing. Is that exactly. Brown full gets P- a lot of, he gets a lot oh, of – Oh, no, no, no. This is for the dual tight end. This is the tight end guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, 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 that makes it even better. I mean, full Noah, PPR. Do it and please tweet at us at TWS Fantasy and let us know – how uh, how how that matchup goes because I'm really really looking forward to see how that goes. I've done dual tight ends a few times. When it works out, it feels really really good. Uh, Hex, you're welcome for the advice and thank you for subscribing. Everybody else who joined, appreciate the link, comment, it. Please subscribe as well. You guys are why we do this show. So thank you so much for tuning in. But I have another show that's an hour long to do in 15 minutes. So please let Wink go eat dinner for myself, <laughs> Jordan Rosas, some guy Steve. Thank you from everyone at Trainwreck Sports, Outlet Liquor, and Picasso's. Good night now.